Knockaround high-quality shades go the extra mile. Their affordable, stylish sunglasses that are perfect for running, especially the limited edition custom pairs Dimity and I created that just debuted last week. To check out and buy, go to knockaround.com AMR. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so it feels especially right to recommend getting help from BetterHelp. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com AMR. Start living a better life today. Feel empowered with a birdie. When you activate your birdie personal safety alarm with a quick pull, the alarm will emit a loud siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. Right now, She's Birdie is offering our listeners 15% off their first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com slash AMR. everybody, welcome to AMR Trains, a podcast about training and racing in endurance sports. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. I don't know about you, but growing up, I loved those day in the life books. Huge picture books where an army of photographers set out to capture 24 hours in America, California, the Soviet Union. They got babies being born, rodeo queens being crowned, marriage proposals on one knee. They reminded me of how vast and different and yet connected we all are. We're taking a little inspiration from those books today as we chat about one recent race weekend, April 24th and 25th. We're going to talk to three women who raced in South Dakota, Rhode Island, and Texas. All did different, distance, all did different distances um, and all had different experiences, but I will say overall, the theme was celebration. Um, for all of them, this was their first in-person race since March of 2020, and um, they all, like I said, had downright jubilant days and post-race reports, which we thought would be fun to hear and potentially inspire you if you're feeling healthy and ready to race. I'll let each of them introduce themselves, uh, so please tell us your name, where you live, and the race that you did. And we'll start with Michelle out in Rhode Island. We'll work our way across the country, so <laughs> hi, Michelle. Hello. Um, so my name is Michelle San Antonio and I am from Rhode Island and the race I did was in Westerly, Rhode Island and it was called the Clam Digger um, and there were actually two options. There was a 5k and a five miler and I did the five miler. Okay. And do you know how many people were there by any chance off the top of your head? Yeah. Total between the two races was 120. It's a small local event. So, okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So a small race. All right. Yep. Next we've got Ginny in uh, near Houston, Texas. So hey, you. Hi, Ginny. Hey there. I'm Ginny Evan. I'm in Katy, Texas, just west of Houston, and I ran the Cow Patty Classic 10K. There was also a 5K. Nice. And how many were at your race? Uh, probably about the same. Yeah. Maybe 100. Yeah. Maybe not even. And yours was a, like a local fundraiser. I was looking it up online. Is that right? What, yeah, it's a fundraiser um, for, you know, it's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser. <laughs> I feel like it was for like the 4-H club or the, I was going to of... say it's for the animals 4-H and um, it's Tompkins High School. We have a lot of farms and um, 4-H and FFA, they're all huge here. Sure, sure. Well, and I love the clam digger and the cow patty. Yeah. And so what, what did you do out in South Dakota? <laughs> I don't know what the South Dakota <laughs> animal is. What, uh, Heather, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Heather Reed and I live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And my race was in my hometown of Sioux Falls and it was called the Skedaddle Run. Okay. And it was only a half marathon. So that was the only race distance option. 
And attendance wise, I believe was around 650. So a little bit bigger than the other two. South Dakota showing up, right? First on the podium with uh, with attendance, at least. Great, great. <laughs> all right, so cool. So we have a five-miler, a 10K, and a half marathon. I love that they're all different distances. So, Michelle, tell us um, about how your running has gone during the pandemic. Well, I... I had grand plans um, in January last year that I was, I hadn't been racing a lot the previous few years. And I did a race in January, 2020, and it went great. And I was all ready to like dive back in and do a race at least one a month. And, you know, we all know how that ended. Sure. So 2020, I actually ran a lot. I ran a ton, but I mostly just ran by myself and it was sort of my, my escape. Um, yeah. It was my, the one thing I would, could hold on to um, while everything else would just sort of fell apart. Um, so, so I had a great running year 2020 and I did do a few virtual races, but they just didn't really, they didn't really grab me the way sure. in-person races do. So. And you ran, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, did you run 2,020 miles? I did. I actually did run the year, which is not anything I set out to do, but I just, it just sort of happened. (laughs) When you're left with a lot of free time and three boys in the house, you get out. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, But Ginny, you trained specifically for your 10K, right? I did. I had a coach for nine weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really exciting. There were a couple of us in Houston. We've been outside year round. So we've been able to run together um, safely. And I had a group of people who were called Team Backpack because we all have our hydration vests. And <laughs> we did track workouts. We did tempo runs. We did our long runs. Um, so that part was great. For the first half of the pandemic, I ran alone. And then to have this group again was fantastic getting me to the track pushing me around it yeah Um, yeah it was it was a great way to come back because I was energized to actually wake up and get there and see them yeah and so I mean what did it feel like to get to the track and actually do like you know purposeful intervals and try to push yourself I mean because that's my my hip flexors did not want to do they're used to being in the you know the sitting position with some ice cream during covid so it was a big change but um i forgot how much i love doing speed work oh good it's such a uh it's scary and then the having a coach makes all the difference because she said it so that they were you i was pushed but i wasn't terrified of going to the track like i was in high school yeah, you yeah. know, I can't do it. I can't do it. Sure. Do yeah, it. you had appropriate effort set for you or expectations set for you, which I think is really nice, right? Because you know you can do it if you just, uh, you know, get those hip flexors to fire. A little bit, right. <laughs> right. Um, and Heather, what about you? Well, how's how has your training gone out there in, in SD? Yeah. So during the pandemic, I I um, kind of took on some of the weird challenges that were happening in 2020. I did the Yeti 24 hour challenge um, with my best running friend, Christine. And then we did the great virtual race across Tennessee, um, ran a few virtual races in the fall. Um, So that was fun, um, but definitely not what I had thought 2020 would be. Uh, And then our local running community made this commitment to hosting the Skedaddle race. Uh, And so I picked up uh, the heart rate excuse me, the heart and soul level one half marathon plan. And 
my role in this race was a little different than normal. I was intending to run slower, um, which was because I was a, I was a pacer. Yeah, I got I the gonna... honor of being a pacer for the first time. Yeah. So my how, challenge how did that was... Come, how did that come about? Did you, did you volunteer or were you voluntold or how did that work? Yeah, um, I, I'm a participant in our local running community. Sioux Falls is has a large running community and a great local running store called 605 Running Company. And the owner, Greg, just put out a post in our 605 Running Community Facebook group and said, hey, does anyone want to be a pacer? So I filled out the Google form, didn't hear from him for a few weeks. And then I thought, oh, I guess he didn't pick me. And then just when I thought I hadn't been picked, uh, I got an email saying that I had for the two-hour and 40 minute pace group, which is slower than I normally run. So I spent most of my training cycle trying really darn hard to run as slow as possible. Yeah, well, it's hard. <laughs> that is hard to do actually. I mean, um, so I'll, I wanna, once we get to the race itself, let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, yeah, for sure. But Michelle, you said, you know, um, so, you know, it's hard virtual, virtual races, you did them, but they didn't quite grab you. So what did it feel like to have like a real race morning? You know, one where you just couldn't roll out of bed and out the door and do your own virtual, you know, start your Garmin and go. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a huge shift. And um, the forecast, uh, when I saw the forecast for race day, 45 and rainy, oh. I was, um, I was definitely second guessing <laughs> my decision and thinking, you know, maybe I can just run a few miles on the treadmill at home instead. But, um, but I, I went and I, and I stuck with it and I'm really glad I did because the, the whole ritual and routine of race day felt so nice. Like it had been so long since I had laid out my race clothes and, and checked the weather 25 <laughs> times and figured out where, oh, where do I park? It was a small race, so it wasn't that complicated, but where's parking? You know, do I know how to get there? And just going through all those little steps, it was just, it felt so amazingly normal sure, yeah. <laughs> after so much that has felt so abnormal. It just, it was so nice to be back in that. And, and it was the excitement and the nervousness and it, you know, I haven't felt that before a run in ages. Yeah. So it was, it felt really good. It was like, oh, I remember yeah. this. And I remember why I used to really like to do this. <laughs> so that's great. That's great. Well, and Ginny, you mentioned that, you know, normally you are, I love this, you know, uh, normally you become a bundle of nerves in your gut filled with regrets for having signed up, but not this time. And you were just <laughs> excited to be out there. So talk a little bit about your pre-race kind of ritual morning mood, that kind of thing. Like, did, did you get that nervous feeling or did you just be like, okay, that's fine, but I'm going, you know? Yeah, um, it was different this time because it was one of those I get to moments yeah. and I hadn't got to for so long. Uh, I intentionally two years ago stopped signing up for all the races because I wanted to start focusing on, on my time and my performance. So my racing uh, um, practices were really rusty every time I get out there. Um, but this time I knew I had my plan. I had all week to think about it. We'd had beautiful weather. And um, like Michelle, I laid everything out the night before, had everything nice and neat, and I got to the race. I was not, I was not a bundle of nerves. I was nervous, excited. I yeah. wasn't dreading it because I felt really well trained. And I thought, um, like the track workouts I described, I can do this yeah. instead of, 
I can't do this. What did I do? What did I do? I just felt really <laughs> confident I could do it. I knew I could cover the distance, no problem, hoping to hit a target. Um, so I lined up and had my playlist. I had my Garmin for the right you know, times and I was going to nail it. I didn't nail it, but uh, I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get there as well. Um, Heather, <laughs> meeting, meeting your pace group. How did you meet your pace group? Like talk a little bit about kind of the, because you had the biggest race that, you know, kind of pre-race milling about, like, what does that look like with 600 people? And um, like, I was everyone masked up. And I, one, th- one of the things that I like so much about races that is that pre-race morning, the energy and the smiling. And even if you're not going to talk to somebody, you kind of smile at them with an understanding that, yeah, we're doing this and here we are. And it's kind of crazy because it's 7 a.m. on a Saturday, but like, I love our brand of crazy, right? And you can't really, I can't communicate that with my eyes. I can kind of do that with a smile or a, you know, a nod or, or a quick word that, you know, they might not see if I'm behind my mask. So that was a long way of saying like, tell me how you met with your pace group and what, this, <laughs> what the scene was like. Yeah, so my pace group and I met the day before we volunteered at the expo. And so it was just nice to connect with the women. It was kind of fun because the two women I ran with were, I'm in my 40s. Yeah. One of them is in her 50s and the other one is in her 60s. And they both run faster than me on a normal day, which I thought was amazing. Um, So I was just, honestly, one of them is kind of a local running legend. Um, and she's just known for her positive energy and joyfulness. So I was like, this is going to be the best day ever, no matter what. Sure. Um, so we all wore masks at the expo. It was a pretty nice day on the Saturday and Sunday morning came. And of course there were three hours of inclement weather, which were the hours of the race. Uh, it was like a snow sleet storm (laughs) at about six 30 that morning. Um, so the whole, like getting together with everybody in your pace group and like sort of conversing, it didn't happen, um, because everyone was hiding underneath the tents at the expo. Um, but that was the fun thing about race day. You know, I got up, I looked at the weather, it started snowing as I was eating my toast. And I thought to myself, oh, this is what an in-person race is like. You cannot predict it. You can't plan it on the perfect morning of your virtual race. You just got to dig in and um, find it in yourself to go be a badass, no matter what the weather looks like. Yeah. Um, so our feet were all like 100% soaked before the start of the race. And we just kind of said to our group, hey, we're going to do this. Let's do this. We cheered them on and everyone kind of looked at each other like, what are we doing? <laughs> and we all just went. Yeah. And did, did it snow slash sleet, sleet rain during the entire race? For about the first half an hour. Okay. And then it was nice for about 20 minutes. And then <laughs> it got really windy. And then there was like some baby hail. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> it was crazy. It was it was really nuts. Wow. I think well, if we'd a- started two hours later, we might have been in a better shape. But that's how it goes on race day. That's how it goes. And um again, so going back to that start, I'm curious because you had the biggest one. Did they put you guys in waves or did you just kind of line up according to pace and just go like that? Um, tell us how what the start looked like. Yeah, they encouraged masks. Unfortunately, my city uh, doesn't have a mask mandate, um, but the race, the, the race director and the owner of our local running company really encouraged masks. So people had masks. Um, some people didn't but we did corrals. So they very much wanted people to be in their groups and definitely like the road was pretty wide and it was spread way out. So people were able to find their space. 
um, pretty well. I yeah. mean, I wasn't concerned. I definitely had a good six feet around me. Okay, nice, nice. Well, so Ginny, you might have kind of been salivating over that weather, right? Because you um, kind of had the opposite. Talk a little bit about your your Texas <laughs> surprise. Yeah, we had had a beautiful spring, 70 degree weather, not a lot of humidity. Houston is, is tropical. Um, yeah. Think Florida kind of wet all the time. And uh, we got to the race and it was cloud cover. So we thought, okay, it's gonna be warm. It's gonna be warm. It was a two lap course. The second lap, the sun broke through the clouds and Houston is flat, flat, flat. So there's no, no hills or undulations where there might be shade from trees from all different places. It was sun, humidity was maybe, I, today it's 89% to give you an idea, like that's pretty standard. So okay. add the sun and you get that temperature inversion where I think I described it with a layer of saran wrap over the sky and the heat coming in and the water not being as, to escape. It was really harsh. So that second lap felt like it was difficult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was well, really yeah, difficult. especially because it's, it, you said you'd had a nice spring. So like that, was that the first time with you running yeah. in conditions like that? Definitely, especially um, running hard, yes. I would say. The first time running hard and to have it get so much warmer this, as the race went on instead of at the beginning, it was a struggle. Uh, yeah. A couple of people ended up needing some medical help after a 10K uh, because we hadn't been used to it. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's that that's uh, definitely shows kind of the intensity of it. I mean, because you expect that at a half or a full, but a 10K feels like kind of you could you could survive, which you did, um, which is good. <laughs> Have you seen them? The limited edition custom knock around sunglasses Dimity and I designed. They are so dang fun to design and wear around town. Those knock-around glasses, we got to choose every detail down to the color of the little K logo on the side. Will you be Team Dimity or Team Sarah? Just like with your kids or pets, you don't want to play favorites. So one easy way to decide is by color. Dimity's shades are sunshine bright in orange and pink, while I went for my power color, purple, with stripes on the arms. Both pairs have polarized mirrored lenses that offer UV 400 protection. The lenses are also FDA approved impact resistant. Here's some background on Knockaround. The brand pioneered the affordably priced high-quality sunglass category in 2005, so they know what they're doing. Knockaround sunglasses have been featured in GQ, US Weekly, and The Today Show, and have been worn by several celebrities, including Matthew McConaughey, John Mayer, Natalie Portman, Snoop Dogg, and John Legend. And now, Dimity McDowell and Sarah Bowen Shea. <laughs> I cracked myself up. No matter who or what inspired the designs, Knockaround sunglasses are always reasonably priced, starting at just $20. The Dimity and the Sarah Custom Pairs are $30, and you get a code for 20% off your next Knockaround purchase, which we're confident you'll make because you'll love the first pair so much. And shipping is always free on all Knockaround orders. To check out and buy our latest custom sunglasses, go to knockaround.com AMR. Like I said, once you buy a pair of the Dimity or the Sarah, you get a code for 20% off your next Knockaround purchase. Again, that URL is knockaround.com slash AMR. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, yet I think these past 14 months have made us all acutely aware of the importance and fragility of mental health. Reaching out for professional help is an important step toward increased happiness, improved self-worth, or decreased anxiety. BetterHelp is here to, yes, help. You can start communicating with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. 
BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor anytime. BetterHelp is committing to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. That was a really important consideration for me when I first used the service. As was knowing that BetterHelp offers a broad range of licensed professional counselors who specialize in a wide range of issues, including but not limited to depression, stress, anxiety, anger, grief, trauma, and gender identity. After our first BetterHelp ads, a bammer texted me asking for the BetterHelp code. The other day, I followed up with her, asking how it worked out for her. Turns out she was truly asking for a friend who she knew to be in a painful place emotionally. So whether it's for you, a family member, or a friend, BetterHelp can get help. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com AMR. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com AMR for 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com AMR. Whether going for a run, walking your dog, or heading to your parked car, you'll always want to feel safe. With Birdie, you can keep living your life and doing what you love with added peace of mind. Birdie is a personal safety alarm designed to be easy to carry and simple to use. A Birdie is the size and shape of a regular keychain, yet when you activate your Birdie with a quick pull, the alarm will emit a loud 130 decibel siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. Now I'll admit, I haven't sounded the alarm, yet I'm told 130 decibels is as loud as a jet plane 100 feet overhead. Unlike pepper spray and other deterrents, Birdie is no danger to you. Feel confident to use it without the worry. I'm reminded of one of my beloved father's adages, better safe than sorry. Birdie goes wherever you do. The alarm comes in multiple colors and has a brass keychain, so you can attach it to your keys or bag. It stows easily in the pocket of your running shorts or capris. You'll love this detail. Birdie was created by two moms, in part because they wanted their kids to be safer when they headed off to college. I can relate. I gave a birdie to my older daughter when she moved into an apartment with friends and another one to each of my 15-year-old twins. They all liked having a choice of five colors. I liked feeling I was empowering their safety. Right now, She's Birdie is offering our listeners 15% off their first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com AMR. Go to she's birdie, spelled S-H-E-S-B-I-R-D-I-E dot com slash AMR for 15% off your first purchase. And Michelle, what about you? Your pre, your pre-race atmosphere. What was that like? And kind of what what did you feel like as you got there and lined up? Because you tend to line up um, in the front of the pack. I yeah, imagine, I mean, right? I don't like to go too close to the front because then you know I get carried away. <laughs> yeah, sure. You get swept up with those like super fast runners, and you pay for it a half mile. Yeah. In. Um, but yeah, I mean, I tried to get in. You know, it was a pretty small race, um, so there wasn't you know wasn't quite the energy as you know something like heather had with 600 people um but it just felt good to be there and um they what they tried to do was arrange us in rows and and stagger the start every 10 seconds so we were sort of we weren't really standing at the start for very long because they just kind of kept everyone moving um uh so it was it was very efficient it was felt very safe. I mean, people didn't have masks on at the start, but again, it was so few people and we weren't 
hanging around gathered for very sure, long. Sure. So, and the, the weather was a factor too, because it was 45 and raining. So nobody really wanted to <laughs> stand around and mingle and chat. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, let's just do So this. did they call your name? Like, did they do like a thing where they're like, here comes Michelle San Antonio and, and then you start or how did that work? No, no, no they just sort of directed people, okay. you know, to, um, uh, based on your finishing time. Okay. The bib numbers were assigned based on your projected finishing okay. time. So they would just call up the different um, groups of bib numbers. Right. And that's how you knew when you should be lining up. Right. So cool, yeah. cool. All right, Heather. So you um, had the longest time out there. Uh, um, you were out there for a long time with your ladies. And um, tell us kind of how that race went. Were people chatty? I mean, especially I, I find that that, that kind of time zone uh, or, or those finishing times tends to be a pretty social fun group, right? Um, it's not the front of the pack where they're really uh, pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah, we had some chatty people. We had some people who um, were just struggling. I think that, you know, you get a lot of new racers in that group. Uh, you could definitely tell that there were people around us who were kind of, you could imagine they were thinking, what in the world have I signed up for? Yeah, yeah. Given the race conditions. Um, and there were a couple little hills, the first six miles, which people were um, definitely feeling a little bit, un it seemed like they were a little surprised at those hills. Um, so yeah, I mean, we really, the three of us, the three women, um, Nancy and Deb and I just cheerleaded everybody and we would corral people if somebody stopped at the bathroom, one of us would make sure that they, we would wait with them. Um, we just tried to keep it positive and fun. Uh, it seemed like the race was pretty a speedy race. Like there weren't a ton of people around us, quite honestly. Okay. Um, but yeah, we just had a nice little group of people who were new and they definitely needed some encouragement. So, and we yeah. were there for that. So, well, and um, I remember you telling me about the finish line like who were you cheering in at that was it was it one of your ladies at the end or was it somebody someone who was around you yeah we picked up this one young woman um she was definitely younger than me and it was her second half marathon her name was melissa and um she definitely wanted to use us pacers to keep her going and um she just we just cheered her on across that finish line uh, she was struggling so hard at about 12 and a half miles. And you could tell, I think she kind of wished that we would go away. <laughs> she, she was like, who are these crazy women who keep telling me to push harder? Um, but it was so fun because at the end, she had a kick. She just went right at it for the last um, 0.1 miles. And she just burst out into tears at the end. Uh, she was so proud of herself. Oh. And I know that when she was at the end, she was glad she listened to these crazy old ladies telling her to keep going. <laughs> um, it was so wonderful to see her experience that joy yeah. and push herself through. So that's nice. That's great. Well, congratulations on doing that. That's I mean, that's, I think, one of the huge uh, benefits of in-person racing is you do things that you wouldn't normally do on your own. Right. You know, and I doubt I think if she, if she would have been out running a virtual I don't think she would have kicked. <laughs> There's no, yeah, she was definitely encouraged and um, the, the fire was lit under her because of the race experience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Ginny, you, you, you were kind of the Melissa of your race, right? So that you're on that second lap, the sun is 
just suffocating and you're wrapped in saran wrap and kind of uh, maybe questioning your life decisions. So tell us about that second <laughs> lap and, and how you stayed present and, and, and how being in person maybe helped that. Uh, so how I stayed present was my, um, there weren't many people around. So I channeled in my playlist and I had to take my phone out because I don't know how to do anything without looking at it and <laughs> actually change the song um, to go back to, I was playing Faith from the movie Sing with Stevie Wonder and Ariana Grande. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did have Natural by Imagine Dragons on and that got a little too angry. Okay. And so I felt like I needed something happy. Um, so I really tried to channel into just running to the music and um, saying, okay, you're, you can do this. You did it in practice. You can do this. You can do this. It's not that much farther. You're yeah. more than halfway done when it started to get really bad. Um, and then uh, what was your second question to many? Oh, just, I mean, yeah. What, like kind of, I mean, just talk about like, you really, you, you dug, right? Like, no, you, I mean, I it did. sounds like yeah. you really, I mean, even though you didn't meet your, the time goal you wanted, I think on a cool day you would have, but I mean, how did you stay present? How did you pushed across that finish line. Did you, was there a crowd cheering you on for there the last? Was, well, there was a crowd right at the finish line, but okay. it was, I was channeling, trying to catch one of my running friends. Okay. He, he passed me, I want to say about mile four. Okay. And we're about the same pace, okay. but he, um, I just tried to hang on, you know, for dear life. And so when I saw him turn in the corner, I thought, get to that corner. I, I broke it up into chunks, you know, get to that corner. You can start sprinting when you get hundred yards away. So yeah. get to that corner. Okay. Got to that corner, still a long way to go. Just break it up into chunks. And so may, uh, probably hundred yard chunks is what I broke it down to and yeah. get to that. Fine. That's in the past. Now the next hundred chunks and you can do anything for a hundred yards basically. For, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And so I just tried to catch him and, um, and didn't, but <laughs> I went, but I kept going. I kept going. <laughs> he was your rabbit. He was your rabbit. I wasn't going to quit. Yeah, yeah I yeah. wasn't going to quit. It, it was, it, it wasn't an option. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Michelle, you um, again, we got a little background from you before, and you had done this course before as a duathlon, which was you ran this course and then you did a bike, and so you knew this course, this clam digger course, yep. and you. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you ripped it up. I mean, talk about your performance and, um, and again, like what, what you attribute that to, um, if, if, if being in person was a, a big part of it. Oh yeah. It, yeah. it was absolutely part of it. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I like, I'm pretty yeah. competitive. I like to compete and I'm happy, you know, kind of competing against myself, you know, and just trying to better my own times. But, um, but yeah, being out there with other people and, oh, I'm going to try to keep up with that guy in the brown, you know, the brown shorts or, you know, whatever, like just not even necessarily passing people, but, oh, I've been running with this person a long time. That's a good pace. I'm going to stay here. It just, it gives you just so many other things you can sort of gauge your progress and how am I doing and should I speed up a little or should I stay here? It's, it's, yeah, yeah. it makes it more fun <laughs> than sure, just sure. looking at your watch the whole time, you know? Um, and you know, it, I did know the course Whoa. that it, that was actually in 2002, oh. my first race ever wow. was that duathlon. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was kind of cool to go back and run 13 that course minutes again. faster. Um, I just, I'm going to put that out there. 13 it's, minutes it's, faster, wow. 13 minutes yeah. faster. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, I learned a lot. It, that was, you know, 19 <laughs> years. I've learned a lot. <laughs> I've learned how to train, but um, it was, it's a good portion of it is along the ocean. So the first two, two and a quarter miles oh, were okay. into the wind, sure. which was rough, you know, and I got really wet, but then we turned around and it was fantastic. You know? So, I mean, I, I ran a negative split and it was just so much more comfortable coming back. Like I, I warmed up and obviously sure. not running into yes, the wind yeah. was a lot easier, <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's, it's a small race. So there weren't spectators on the course, but you know, you have that little tiny group at the finish and even hearing four people clapping and cheering for you is just, yeah. it's fantastic. You know, I mean, it's obviously a whole different scale from a big race, but it's still just having anyone out there cheering you on just, you know, obviously you don't yeah. get that when yeah. you're running by yourself. So yeah, <laughs> it's nice to have. So yeah, it felt really good. It was, it was fun to be there and to really, nice push myself, you know, all my running the past year has been like, I'm just going to go out and run. And sometimes I'd run a little faster, but I was never really sure. after anything. So it, good, it was good, good to do well, that Well, and again. did you carry that kind of, po like the rest of your day, you know, I always feel like that post-race glow is different than, yeah. Oh, I was on yeah. cloud nine for the rest of the day. <laughs> and three hours later, I'm like, oh, are the results posted yet? Let me go find the results. And again, that's like all part of that race day ritual. Like, you know, how did I do? Did I place in my age group? And and that whole, that feeling you carry through the whole day, like there's just nothing like, no, you, you just don't, don't get that no, from a virtual race. There is nothing race. like it. So <laughs> it was, it was really, and it also, fired me up and now I'm signed up for yeah yeah that's what that's that, yeah I was gonna <laughs> I'm like you're ready to go you're ready to go I'm well ready. and did did you hang out with your teammates um, right. at the 10k after or did you kind of uh split and um head to some AC <laughs> well um so I had to go because my youngest had a soccer game but I want to say that that intimacy of that finish line even though there weren't a ton of people that intimacy was almost more invigorating because they were all faces that i knew and trained with like they saw what i went through either COVID or after and then i know what they went through and so they were cheering me on by name right yeah and it was kind of an ego thing where i thought oh i gotta keep going gotta keep going <laughs> So that was great, but um, I wasn't able to hang out for too long, which was probably okay because I got in the car and blasted that AC. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And do you have another race um, on your mind after this 10K or like another one you were gonna train for? Or well, so um, I haven't figured out which one it is, but what I love, even though I didn't hit my, my goal was that I've got a benchmark right now, which I haven't had for, for a 10 K for a couple of years. So I've got that benchmark and I did just sign up for the, um, Aramco half, which is the Houston, big Houston marathon. It's the 50th anniversary next oh. year. So, um, I've got, I've got a goal time for that. So each I'll probably do three races in between now and then and build up to try and, um, like plan over the course of however, a year, almost sure, uh, six sure. months. I don't even know how long. It's in the winter time, right? It's a January race. It's a it? January race. It's yeah. a great race. It's a great race. If anybody, I can't be cute, but if anybody else can, it's a great race <laughs> to try. <laughs> come try, come try. I like it. I like it. Well, um, and Heather, what about you? What, what are you doing next? You have something on your books or are you, um, 
I do. You know, I mean, as I was training for this race, I was just the whole time, of course, it's frustrating to constantly be running slower than you could. Um, but, you know, I kept that heart of service and that I was doing this for my running community. And I just want to also add that seeing all the volunteers along the course, the police officers, the kids handing the water bottles out at the aid stations, there's something so beautiful about all of the love that a community gives to make a race happen. Yeah. And I saw people in my running community cheering on the course. And it was just like, you, you know, you forget how beautiful that experience is and how much support goes into letting people have that magical day of a race. Um, so that was fantastic and yeah, something I didn't really realize I missed. Well, and you see it with fresh eyes. I mean, that's the thing, yeah. right? You see everything, you know, like it's like seeing your kid, it could be seeing your kid play in the marching band for the first time in eight months and all of a sudden you're teary. You're like, why am I, you know, but, yeah. or yeah, but I love that idea, that heart of service. And then also just you know realizing that these people have been here all along, but maybe they didn't, you didn't give them the mindfulness and the notice that they deserve, right? For showing up and helping you and support you. So yeah, that's, that's a really Definitely. nice sentiment. Thank you for sharing that. All right. So, but what are, are you going to, are you going to yeah. pick up your pace? <laughs> oh, and I was just going to say, yeah, I am. But I will say that the fun thing about being a pacer was we got to say thank you to them all the time along the whole course. We were like, we love you. Thank you. So running slower allowed us to do nice. more thankful uh, moments. Um, so I am going to, my, my own attempt at being speedy will be at the Deadwood Mickelson half marathon, um, out in Deadwood, South Dakota, nice. which is on the West side of the state and the black Hills. Have you done that one before? And that's on June 5th. Nice. Nice. Good. Good. It'll be my third Well, time. and so, um, I'll start with you just because you're talking right now, but if, if you have people, uh, if anyone's listening who either is on the fence about racing or, um, or is geared up to race? Like what advice do you have for them? What would you kind of send them out with as far as a sentiment to, to perhaps register? Um, I would just say, be grateful, like be excited. Don't get anxious necessarily. I mean, anxiety means you care in some way, but just be ready to like open your heart up to the joy of the racing experience because that community is, so special that makes that experience possible. Nice, nice. What about you, Jenny? What would you add to that? I would say um, you're probably in a new age group. <laughs> so em embrace it and um, look at it as a chance to set a benchmark. If nothing else, it's a you get to moment. So set that benchmark and go from there. Nice. I like that. And Michelle, uh, I know it's hard when you're like, get a question like this, it's like, oh, be inspiring in your third after two inspiring <laughs> answers already. But uh, would you add anything, Michelle? Yeah, no, I mean, I would say if you, you know, if you're a person who likes to race and you haven't been racing, get, you know, get out there. It's really like, it is so much fun. And I had actually forgotten how much I enjoyed it and to, to have it all come back and just feel so right. It yeah. just, it was great. You know, it was great. Good. And I can't wait to do it again. So. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, you ladies, thank you for sharing this. This is really fun. Uh, it is a early rainy Monday morning here in Denver. So thank you for firing me up and I hope firing everyone else up who's listening and getting ready to, to again, hit a starting line if it feels right for you, right? It may not feel like the right time in your 
where you live or with your own self personally, but, but when the opportunity arises, we definitely condone taking it. So awesome. Take care, you guys. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.